this week's parsha is Parshas Bereshis. At the beginning of Parshas Bereshis, we find, of course, the creation of the world. In six days, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created all of the material of the world that's necessary to exist. And he rested on Shabbos. And at the end of the parsha of Shabbos, of Ayachulu HaShamayim Baaretz B'chol Tzavakam, the last pasuk in that paragraph, Vayivarech HaLekim Esem Ashri Vayikadish Hashem blessed Shabbos, and he sanctified it, Ki Shabbos Mikal Malachtai, he rested from all of the work on that day, Asher Bara Alekim that he created, Lasais to do. And that word Lasais is a very mysterious word. What does that mean? Couldn't the Pasuk have been fine without that word Lasais? This word Lasais to do seems to be very extra. And all of the Mepharshim try to grapple with this understanding of what Akadish Baruchu meant when he wrote in the Torah this word lasses. Rashi speaks about it. The Ramban speaks about it. What is it? It should have said, Ki Shabbos Baruch rested on Shabbos from all of the work that he did. What is lasses? Lasses implies going forward. Lasses means to do. As if there is a continuous process of lasses that HaKadosh Baruch is alluding to. And Rashi has his pshat, of course. Rashi says, Lasseis means HaKadosh Baruch Hu really had more things on his agenda to be created on Shabbos, but he stopped on Erev Shabbos in order to rest on Shabbos, so he had to do more things on Erev Shabbos. Lasseis that he was planning on doing on Shabbos, he did them already on Friday so that he could rest on Shabbos. That's his definition of Lasseis. The Ramban says a different shot, which is a, an amazing, amazing idea that deserves uh, an entirely different shmuz, maybe another day, uh, how all of the creations of Sheshit and were really allusions to the 6,000 years of creation of the world history, how everything that was created on every day of the Sheshit and is Lassos, it's really something that would be a uh, foretelling of a thousand years of history henceforth. So whatever was created on the first day of creation somehow alludes, in the Ramban, you have to see it inside, he goes into explaining how every day of creation is an allusion to the thousand years of the six thousand years of history and he explains it in a beautiful manner, but he says, that's what it means, Asher him. he created on the six days of creation, Lasa is going forward to do in the future, all of that would be already planted in the Sheshit Mebreshis, Lasa is, and the seeds of that would give forth fruit in the 6,000 years henceforth. I'd like to suggest a, a different shot in what Lasseis might mean. 
HaKadosh Baruch created a beautiful world. In six days, HaKadosh Baruch created a world that is incredible. Every aspect of the world is full of chachma, it's full of depth, color, creativity. The sun and the moon and the stars and the flowers and the trees and the molecules, the oceans and the fish, the birds in all of their splendor and all of their color and all of their ability to soar, the animals, Lemineham, it's a world that's incredibly beautiful with so much chachma that went into every little particle. And it was, it was all created by Akhirish Baruch Hu in six days, Yesh Me'ayin. Yesh Me'ayin is the concept that he created something from nothing. We don't understand. As human beings, we can't understand what that means. If I create a table, I need to take wood, I need to take nails, I need to take paint, and I need the, the actual chaymer, I need the materials in order, in order to create something greater from the sum of its parts, but I need the sum of the parts, I need the parts. HaKadosh Baruch Hu had nothing to work with, there was no Home Depot to go to, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu somehow was able to create all of this world that we see from nothingness. Yesh me'ayin. That's how Kodesh Baruch created his world. And this is a world that was raw after six days of creation, in the sense that it was a very beautiful world, but it was not complete. There were so many things that were necessary still in creation that was not a Kodesh Baruch Hu's job to do. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, listen, I'm going to give you in Sheshit Mebrishis all of the tools that you need for human civilization to exist and to prosper, but I'm leaving that up to you. I am stopping my work of creation after Shabbos. Shabbos, it's over. The Sheshit Mebrishis and Shabbos is completed. And from now on, it's up to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Adam, to continue my work. Mahu Ata is not only in the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're supposed to imitate HaKadosh Baruch Hu in his greatness, in his glory, in his, in his justice, in his kindness. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be creative like he was. Not in the exact same way as he, as he was. We can't create things, as I said, yesh me'ayin. Our creations are all yesh me'ayesh, but we have the yesh. The yesh is all that was created in the world that we were put into. All of the wood is in the trees. All the food is in the birds and the plants and the, and the animals. All of the air that we need to breathe is in the oxygen the metals that we'll need to make tools and, and instruments are found in the ground for us to mine, but they were found already from Sheshitimei Bereshis. Everything in this world is here for us to do, to build, to continue the work of creation. Creation did not end with that first Shabbos. It just began. 
And Atrish Baruch Hu is saying to us at the end of the Sheshtimei Bereshis, Asher Barelikim Lasis. I am creating a world, but the world is not completed yet. It's Lasis. It's a, it's a perpetual, ongoing process creation. Now I'm passing the baton to you, Adam, and I want you to continue the process of creation. Create new things. Make a world that's beautiful, that's great, that's able to continue with whatever you need, but you're going to have to build it. Whatever you need in civilization, I'll be here for you. I'll give you the das, I'll give you the chachma, I'll give you the tools that you need, but you have to actually do it. Lasis means HaKadosh Baruch Hu's charge to man to build, to fix, to correct, to create, to be inspired, to improve the world that we were given. To not say, well, this is the way it always was and therefore this is the way it will always be. A man has this intuitive feeling that he wants to make things better. He wants to create an invention that no one ever thought of. He wants to improve the, the way that a man is able to live, to make things easier, to make things better, to make things faster, more sophisticated. That's what is innately in man, and it all started from this charge of this one word that all of Chazal and all the Mepharshim are scrambling to figure out. What does this mean? Lasais? Lasais is the charge that Akhenshvarku gave us at the end of Sheshmeh Breshis. My work is now done, and your work now begins. I am asking you to create a world that builds upon the foundations that I have set forth in Sheshmeh Breshis. And I think this is all really found in a Gemara M'sachem and Dafnundalanam and Aleph. The Gemara says that on Matzai Shabbos, that first Matzai Shabbos of Briasilam, at the end of Sheshmeh Breshis, which is really that word, Lasses, Lasses is the very end. The end, scratching the end of Sheshmeh Breshis, as far into Sheshmeh Breshis as you could get, meaning Matzai Shabbos. Chazal tell us, famous Gemara, Nasana Kadishparchu Deya Ba'adam, Harishan. Me'ain dogma shomala hakadosh implanted in adam arishain deya deya means he inspired him he gave him like a eureka moment that light bulb that proverbial light bulb that goes off on top of somebody's head when they want to create something when they want to build something when they want to design something me'ain dogma shomala this is a this is a, a taste, a little bit of a, of a, uh, a trace of godliness. Behavi Shneabonim, Adamarishain took two stones, Zubazu, and ground them up. He sparked them one against the other. The Yatsaman are. And fire came out, sparks of fire came out. That's why we make every Shabbos because it's reminiscent of the invention of fire. 
fire was invented the very first moment after Sheshnei Breshis, after that week of creation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put that inspiration in Adam, he created fire. And then Adam brought two animals, a horse and a mule, a donkey. And he bred them together. And a mule emerged from these two animals. Two things that were created on Matzai Shabbos by innovation, by human innovation, sparked by a divine flash of brilliance. But this is Lassus. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave at the very end of Sheish Mebreshis, the last word of Sheish Mebreshis is Lassus. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm giving over the world to you to be creative, to invent. And Adam Rishon did the very first opportunity. As soon as Shabbos left, Adam Rishon started getting into his laboratory and creating things with the chaymer, with the material that he found in the Bria. He used them to better the world. Fire. The world can't exist without fire. We would freeze to death. We wouldn't be able to see anything. We wouldn't be able to meld pieces of metal together. We wouldn't be able to do laboratory experiments. We wouldn't be able to do anything without fire. That was one creation that Adam Rishen came up with. And the other creation that he came up with was taking animals, breeding them together and creating a new sort of bria called a pered, a mule, from a donkey, from a chamar and a sus together comes a mule. What is the significance of these two inventions? We have an invention of fire and we have an invention of a mule. And I was thinking that perhaps these two inventions really are the two spheres of Chiddush that man could aspire to. Fire is something that's completely Ruchni. If you look around the Bria, there's very few things of anything that you could see that you look at and you say, there's something godly about this. If you ever stare at at a candle burning... There's something, it's not a human, it's not a worldly concept. Fire. Fire is, you know, this is worldly, this is worldly. Things that are natural, things that are organic is worldly. What is fire? Fire is such a strange, it's ruchni. Fire is something that's in this world, but it's completely out of this world. The other invention that he created was something that was very physical. A chamar, we know, is from a lashon of chumrius. There is nothing more materialistic than a donkey. A donkey is a lazy, very chumriistic animal. There's very little um, zrizas to a, to a donkey. A donkey just is. It just is like a, it's a schlepper. It's very, it's as earthly as you can get. That's why the word chamar is from lashon of chumri. It's very, very earthly. It's very... It's very, it's made out of stuff. It's made out of, it's, it's as heavy as you could get. It's as earthly, it's as, it's just a very materialistic being. And I think these two inventions represent the two types of 
things that we could aspire to create in life. Man aspires to make things ruchni. Building yeshivas, building shuls, learning Torah, being mechadesh kedushet Torah, writing chaburas, writing svarim, inspiring others, being kind to others, making people feel good. All of these are spiritual aspirations that man wants to aspire to, man wants to create a better world in a ruchniistic sense. And then there's things that are also necessary that the world needs. A world needs people that are engaged in the, the sphere of medicine to create new medications, new surgeries, new instruments, building materials, creating technology that we all enjoy, that we all gain from. To be able to build airplanes, to be able to build automobiles and trains and all the things that we have around us in a, in a material sense, that Chumrius is also very important. Adma Rishain was charged on that very first second of being outside of Sheshne Bereshis, I want you to create in every way. I want you to create our and Aish in a Ruchniyastik sense, make the world a brighter place spiritually. And also I want you to make the world a more prosperous place in a physical sense. Don't live in caves forever. Build houses make cars, make modes of transportation, build rocket ships, explore the moon, explore the galaxies, figure out what's going on in this world and try to make it a better place. Bring it heavenly. Don't make it for your own sake, but try to make a world that's for the greater good, a godly world. The Kotzka used to say, Apostle in Hallel, Hashemayim Shemayim Hashem, Ve'aretz Nasan of Ne'adim. Hashem created the heavens, and He gave the earth over to man. And the Kotzker always used to say, He gave it over to man to make it Shemayim Dik. Hashemayim Shemayim Hashem. Hashem is heavenly. Earth was given over to man, but not to be earthly but to lift up earth and to make it heavenly, that's our job. No matter what a person does, to use all the power of creativity and invention to make the world a beautiful place and make it a godly place. If you have Kaban Hashem Shemayim to do whatever you're doing in your creation, in your personal creation, that is exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted when he says, Lasses. Build the world the way I would want you to build it. Two sons of Lemech, as you go further in the parsha, Yavol and Yuval. Yavol was the Avi. He was the father. He was the inventor of Yeshev Ayelumikneh. He taught the world the science, the, the way of shepherding. Now to us that seems to be like not a big Kiddush, but at the time it was. 
You have to figure out how to get your flocks together, how to get them food and water and how to protect them and how to keep them away from the elements and bring them out and take them in in time. It was, an, it was a science. He developed that science, Yavol. His brother was Yuval. You know what Yuval invented? Yuval, the Pasuk says, was the Avi called Taifes Kinar Ugov. He invented the art of music. He created the harp. He created the violin. He created different musical instruments. This too is the differences between the, the creation of fire and the creation of a mule. One person was pursuing the actual Gashmiyastika pursuits of shepherding. The other was engaged in the Ruchniyastika arts of music being created in a, in a, in a uh, sublime sense, in a divine sense. But both were equally important. Not to say that Yuval's contribution to the science, to the arts were more important than Yuval's contributions to the sciences. Both were necessary to build the world. Both pursued different journeys to build the world, but both were equally necessary. I once uh, was at a bar mitzvah when I was bar mitzvah age, so you know, that year you go to tons of bar mitzvahs. And I had a Rebbe that year who was a very profound influence on my life and many others, and he was a, a Talmud of Rav Hutner. And I went to a modern Orthodox elementary school, and so a lot of the bar mitzvahs were far from uh, tzniyastik, and they were far from being uh, yeshivish in any sense. And the, the music was often like the... Uh, the disco music of the time or the rock music of the time or whatever it was and, and there were mixed dancing and whatever. My Rebbe was always like very upset about this and he, once the music started and he pulled me out of the room and he took me for a walk in like the hallway of the, of the hall of the bar mitzvah and he said, I'm, you know, he was just crying almost about the use of music at a bar mitzvah that was so impure. And he said that Rav Hutner used to say that the reason why music is so pure and so vital and it has to be given the proper chashivas and not, and not be used in, in forms that are inappropriate is because there's only two things in the world that we can't touch. It's not, there's nothing tangible about it but it has such an impact on us. One is the Rabbeinu Shleilam. We can't see the Rabbeinu Shleilam, but we feel him if we're sensitive to him. And the other is music. Music you can't touch. You could touch a rose, you could touch spices, you could touch anything that, that gives off beauty, but music is something there's no, you can't touch music, but music touches us. And so just like God has to stay holy, music is such a holy, divine art, that it has to stay that way. And when it becomes impured and sullied, it's like a me'ila behektish. Yuval was, he dedicated his life to creating the beauty of music. His brother was busy with the sheep, with sheep and, and cattle. Two different divergent paths, but both were under the 
the title of Lasais. Yuval is not more important to us than Yavo. Different, but equally important. In the parsha, we find Chanaich, one of the also one of the people in the Shalshalas of from Adam to Nayach. He was a he developed shoes. He was a uh, a cobbler, somebody that made shoes. Chazal tell us about Chanaich that Chanaich was. He wasn't just a shoemaker and, you know, a very grubber person that was involved in shoes and that was it. He was a very, very holy person. Chazal tell us he was a typer na'alayim. He used to sew the shoes. He created the art of shoemaking. Every stitch in the shoe, Chazal tell us, he was miyached yichudim lakainai. He was... He was divining HaKadosh Baruch Hu's singularity in the world. We say every day, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem Echad. He was HaKadosh Baruch Hu was one. Every stitch, he was singing about the Rabbi Nishlam. He was being Miyachid Yechudim, which means that he brought up the most earthly thing, the most materialistic thing is the shoe. And he brought it to Shemayim. He was able to be Miyachid Yechudim. He made HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name glory. Glorified through the process of making shoes. It's all possible in the world of creation to bring up everything heavenward. Just parenthetically, there's a bar from Rishal Salantra on this about Hanaych, that he was Taifer Tfiris and Miyachid Yechudim. He says, What does that mean? That while he was stitching for other, he, he was hired to make a pair of shoes. And while he was stitching, he was thinking about the Rabbi Nishalim. Imagine how the shoes looked. Can you imagine if you're thinking about deep Kabbalistic concepts while you're making a pair of shoes? They probably came out horrible. The stitches were like, you know, like all over the place because he's thinking about, he says, that's Asr la'alacha to do. That can't be the Pshat in the Medrash. That he was mamish thinking about HaKadosh Baruch and Yudkei Vavkei and all the Shemus and all the Kedushas and all the Sphiris while he was sewing a pair of shoes, you're not allowed to do that. If you're doing a job, you have to think about the job that you're doing. What does Chazal mean that when they say that he was taifer tfiris and miyachet yichudim? So, Rabbi Yisrael says the pshat is that he was concentrating on making each stitch perfect. And that was how he was miyachet yichudim. The way that he was mekadeh shem shamayim, the way that he brought ruchnius to the world, is by doing his job perfectly. That's lasis. Lasis means whatever your field is. If you're a dentist, every cavity that you fill, if you're doing it properly and ethically and, and with Rachmanis on your patient and with all of the proper medical, current medical process that the patient is getting all of the best treatment, that's bringing creativity into the sphere of divinity. You're creating, this is godliness. If you're an accountant and you're filing people's taxes and you're doing it properly and ethically, you're being miyachad yichudim. If you're a rebbe and you're in yeshiva and you're dedicating yourself to teaching Talmidim and you get to sleep at night early enough that you could be awake the next day and give a shir properly and think about 
you know, different ways to inspire Talmidim, then you're being miyachid yichudim. If you're in a laboratory and you're creating um, the next the cure to cancer, you're being miyachid yichudim. But everything is under the realm of lasses. This is all Hakadosh Baruch I am a creator, and I want you to be creative as well. This is what we learn from that one word. It's our job in life to be godly in every single way. And all of that is like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to make things heavenly and we have to want to make things heavenly. Whatever your field is, whether it's Rukhni Agashmi, whether you're creating fire or you're creating a mule, it's all fine. It's all what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants as long as you do L'Shem Shemayim. Just as a footnote, I saw an article about uh, maybe a half a year ago, and I filed it away, or actually I stuck it onto my bulletin board in my office. Um, I was saving it just for today. That's why I, I wanted to make a schmooze today. Um, first of all, this man is sort of quasi-started, and I love Parshish Bracious because I love this notion of starting new, starting fresh, being creative. So I saw an article that I found so fascinating. Um, it was an article about something called biomimicry. If anyone knows what that is. Biomimicry is the concept that a lot of innovation has taken place precisely by people examining or mimicking biology or, or, or the way that the world runs. The way that HaKadosh created all of that chaymer, all of the material in Sheish Mebreshis, really gives us clues as to how ourselves, we could innovate and we can make things great in our own world. I'll just give you a few examples of this, but it's, go, it's not... It's getting stronger and stronger, this field. I guess the, the best example of biomimicry is the invention of the airplane. You know, many people try to invent an airplane. And you see like old footage of people like with, with wings and they, they run off a cliff and they just drop down and they get killed or whatever. You know, people tried to, everybody wanted to create the first airplane until two brothers, the Wright brothers, came and they were Mechadish, the airplane, as we know it today. They understood that there was a problem with all of the, the attempts that were being made at flying, and that is that they weren't able to properly maneuver the plane in a, while it's flying to get it to go up, to get it to go down, and to get it to curve the aerodynamics were very difficult to really get a handle on. So what did they do? Very easy. They, they examined the way a bird flies. HaKadosh Baruch created in Sheshit Nebrashah's birds. And birds, they noticed that their wings like changed and shifted as they were moving. When they wanted to turn right, they did one thing with their wings, left another thing. When they wanted to land, they had to move their wings. They said, this is great. We have a blueprint now. If we could just follow the way God made a bird, 
we could figure out how we can make an airplane. And they did that. That's why if you ever like look out the window in an airplane and you watch like the wings, all of a sudden you see things are moving on the wings. You know, sometimes there are flaps that go up, the, the wing goes up, it goes down, it moves, it's, the engines are, things are happening on the wings. They're not just, it's not just staying in place. That was the Chiddush of the Wright brothers. They were able to figure out how to take off and how to land and how to, how to, how to, how to move up and down and right and left, but they copied life. They captured the Sheshmei Bracious, Asher Barelikim Lassais. Whatever I created, you can create also, but just follow my lead. I gave you all the secrets. It's all in the Sheshmei Bracious. You just have to mimic that. And that's how you'll understand how to invent things. The turbine engine, the shape of the turbine engine, and a lot of the, the engines that we have today are that you know, the wind engines, all of these engines that are being created to harness energy in the world was copied from the whale's tail. The way that Akash created the tail of a whale was the perfect way of creating a turbine engine. That's another example of how Akash shows us through creation, through Sheshmei Brishas, how we could be lasses. My favorite is Velcro. Velcro is, uh, you know, such a useful thing. I once went into, I wanted to lose some weights. I, I wanted to uh, start exercising. So I went into a Models and I, I needed a pair of sneakers. I mean, I had one, it was very old, whatever. So I said to the guy, um, do you have sneakers with Velcro? You know, he said, well, why do you want sneakers with Velcro? I said, you know, it's easier to open these. He says, listen, buddy. If you are too lazy to even tie your shoelaces, I don't think this whole exercise thing is going to work out for you. But Velcro is a great invention. It's, it's amazing, right? You don't have to tie your shoelaces. You just put that Velcro thing on and, and it stays. You know, coats, winter coats, um, gloves have Velcro straps, baseball gloves have... Velcro is amazing. Who invented this thing called Velcro? It's a shiloh, by the way, on Shabbos, whether you could use Velcro. There are certain places that that hold that you shouldn't or whatever. But who invented Velcro? Who invent- it's a brilliant invention. What is Velcro? Velcro is like, little, like thousands of little hooks and when you put it together with something else, they, they all like hook together. There was a guy, he was from, he was a Swiss engineer. He was walking once with his, he was walking his dog down a, a street and those little burrs you know those little plants with like the, the, the annoying things like they stick to you sometimes as you pass them or they blow in the wind and then you have to pull them off your jacket? So he, it's this, these burrs got all over this guy's dog and it got all over his pants. He's like pulling it off his dog, pulling it off his pants. And all of a sudden he like examines and he says, wow, Eureka, like there's something to this thing. It sticks. It doesn't stick permanently. It doesn't, you know, it's just very easy to put on and off. And he went to the laboratory and he invented Velcro. This is Asher Barley Kim Masa. Kadesh created Velcro. He gave his Nasan Deya Ba'adam. He put perception in man to understand how to take this raw material of Sheshmei Bracious and make it a better world through human innovation. What is human innovation? Human innovation is that spark of brilliance. 
that we're given, that excitement, that moment that we say, I got it. I figured it out. That comes from God. God gives us that Vayihar moment, that light bulb moment. Comes from the Rabbi Nishayon, Ashabar Lakim. Lastly, he puts it in us, just like he gave Admarisha in that moment of brilliance on Matsai Shabbos. He gives it to many people every single day. Millions of patents being filed, being created of new parts, of new ideas, of new, new concepts. You know, how many new businesses are developed every day with people that are machadesh, things that yesterday nobody thought about. And some guy comes up with an idea, a brilliant idea, a brilliant technology, a new app that no one ever thought of. And the whole world changes. You take Waze. Waze is like probably the greatest invention of our times. It literally has changed the world. I remember the first time I saw Waze, I was in a taxi in Meisharim, and this taxi driver was so proud of his new app. It just came out. It was developed in Israel. I don't know if it had hit America yet. And he was showing me this app, and he was trying to explain to me what it is. I didn't cop it right away. I thought it was a regular GPS and then he showed how like, he knew exactly where to not go because people were contributing their information where I'm stuck in traffic here and this is not the way to go. You have to go another way. And it changed the entire way of traffic it, in, in the world. It created, it saved people so much time to know where to get off and where not to get off and how to, how to get there faster and, and easier. This is a human spark of brilliance. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. He wants us to take our brains and use them and be mechadesh things that the world never saw before, taking things that already exist, not yesh me'ayin, yesh me'yesh, and building on them a new platform, a new layer, a new idea, a new concept that's simply brilliant. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. He wants lasses. He wants us to do do in Ruchnius, do in Gashmius, but just do. And if you have Kavanah L'Shem Shemayim, you're creating a new world. There's nothing more exciting. There's no moment that man feels more alive than when a person is engaged in creativity. There's nothing more exciting. You know, when I'm working on a, on a new book, it animates me. I'm full of excitement. I want this to work. I want to try to, you know, make it perfect. And, I'm, and I go and I try to find, and I, I, you know, whatever it is that I'm working on, it doesn't matter what you're working on, but when you're busy, when you're immersed in this, in this creativity, life is beautiful. Everything is excited. You wake up in the morning with a geschmack. You go to sleep, you know, excited. Your heart is beating. You can't wait to wake up the next morning because you have a project. You're working on it. You have a goal to accomplish and you're, you're super excited. You're charged to do this. In Torah, it's very much like this. If a person is being mechadish chidushe Torah, the most exciting thing is if you can write a chabura. There is no bigger, there's no greater time in a, in a yeshiva of his life than let's say you're in a chabura and now this Thursday it's your job to give a chabura. 
without that chabura as a mechayev, as, as, as something that is pressing on you to do, it's just a regular week, and it's generally not so interesting. You come in every day to base manager, you do what you have to do, but there's not, you're not like, you're not on fire, necessarily, unless you're one of these very self-motivated people. But if you have a goal in front of you, you have a task, you have to write a shmuz, you have to write a shir, you have to write a chabura, you have to give over something new, it's a mechaev, it's an achrayz, a responsibility, but it's uh, the most delicious responsibility that you could have. And you're suddenly finding yourself at 2 o'clock in the morning pacing around and thinking and trying to refine the idea, your hypothesis, your, and finding rias to it and, and asking questions on it and talking to other people about it. That time in life that you're engaged in creativity is excitement. That's when you're alive. That's when you feel fresh. When a person is, has a, a career plan for himself, he decided finally, I want to be a, a doctor, a lawyer, a physician's assistant, a, uh, a speech therapist, a, uh, a, a cipher, a male, whatever it is that he decides that he wants to be in life, and now he's engaged in that pursuit, suddenly he becomes excited. He's filled with creativity. Person gets engaged. All of a sudden, he's in building mode. I want to build a family. I want to build a house. I want to. I want to have a, a wonderful marriage. I want to be part of a community. I want to be a member of this shul. I want to roll up my sleeves and and take a leadership role in doing X Y Z. That's excitement. That fills a person with life. The worst thing is when a person wakes up in the morning without any plans, without any projects, without anything on the, on the drawing board, just another day. That's depression. When a person is not excited, not inspired to do what they want to do, they're doing something that they don't want to do, or they just have nothing at all that animates them, there's no creativity in life, it's all old, it's not a life. That's depression. That's death. It's stagnation. HaKadosh Baruch charges us lasses. Just do it. Build whatever it is that you're building. Find something, find a goal, and do it. You want to invent a new business? You want to invent a new, uh, a new uh, a logo? A new, uh, a new way of uh, arranging things? A new computer program? A new app? A new invent- You want to go on Shark Tank with a you know, with a brand new project that nobody's ever thought of, it's exciting. You're building, you're doing something that no one's ever done before. There's excitement to that. That's why I think, you know, these types of things, there's even Jewish versions of Shark Tank, you know, for Jewish businesses and Jewish, uh, that, why is this so exciting? Why did this take the world by storm? Because everybody really understands that there's a creator in them. There is a godliness of creation inside of them. And they, when they see other people building something that no one ever thought of, it's a chiddish. And people love chiddish because they know that that's what life is. Life is about creativity. Life is about voracious baralikim.
There's a medrash that says in Bereshis Rabbah Paraches, Amar of Simon, Bishar Shabbat Kadishparchu Libreyes Adam. When Akadishparchu came to create man, Chesed Aimer Yibare, Chesed emphatically said, "It's a good idea. Build, build him, create him, create man. It's a wonderful idea." Shugaimel Chasadim because. Chesed saw that man is somebody that is inherently a gaimel chesed. We like doing favors for people. We like doing kindnesses for people. So chesed, the midah of chesed, whatever that means, gave its approval to create man. The emes aimer, then HaKadosh consulted with the midah of emes of truth. And you know what emes said? Don't create, take my advice, do not create this guy called man. Why? Because man is just a liar. Man is just a scammer. All man does is scam people, try to sell them products that they don't need, and say mistruths and white lies. And it's not, man is not a Bria that you really want on earth. So Chesed said, create man. MS says, don't create man. And what did, what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? The Medrash says that Ma'as HaKadosh Baruch Hu Notal Emes V'shlichul Haaretz HaKadosh Baruch Hu took Emes, took this Midah of Truth and threw it against the earth and with that the Medrash ends. And everybody asks, there's a million Mepharshim on this Medrash, what does this mean? What does it mean that he took Emes, and he threw it to the... What did Emes do wrong? Emes was just saying it's peace. Why did he have to take Emes and shatter it at the ground? Rav Shraga Mendelovitz, who was perhaps the greatest creator of, our, of the last century in terms of Ruchnius, all that we have today in America were... The seeds were planted by Rav Shraga Mendelovitz. He was a Manal of Tarvadas, and he started Tarmasera, all the day schools that we may have gone to, somehow, some way, were from Roshagafibel's efforts. So he says a great vart. He says, you know how Kishparko took MS and threw it to the ground? Because the statement that MS made of Ali Bara don't create, there is no greater sheker than that statement. That vart of MS, quote-unquote, MS saying the words Al Yibara shows that the MS is Shekin. That particular brand of MS is a lie. If anyone ever says to you, Al Yibara, don't bother, you're wasting your time. You ever have that, like you start a project, you have a great idea. You know, you want to invent something, you want to start something new, you want to uh, develop, you want to write a safer, you want to uh, change the world in some way or another. And you're all pumped about it. You're all excited about it. And somebody says, there's always that naysayer that says, Ali Baro, don't bother. You're not going to succeed. Other people have tried it before and they failed. You're going to fail also. I'm, I'm, I'm saving you a lot of time. That vart of Ali Baro is the greatest sheker of all. That's the type of emiss that Akhar takes and he throws it at the ground and shatters it to smithereens. Because that's sheker. HaKadosh Baruch Hu whispers in all our ears, Yibara. 
Create. You could do it. You could change the world. You have an idea. You become excited about it. You become inspired to do it. Do it. It doesn't always work. It's true. We have a lot of failures in our life, a lot of goals, a lot of dreams that we have. Sometimes they fail. But so what? You have to try. If you fail, you fail. You'll, you'll, you'll succeed the next time around. But never allow yourself or others to tell you al Yibara. Because the moment that you hear those words of al Yibara, you're dead. That's death. That's doom, that's gloom, that's despondency, that's not life. This week's parasha, Bereshis, if it teaches us nothing else, it teaches us to be creative. To create. We're starting a Nuzman Yeshiva. This is the greatest Shabbos of the year. This is the greatest week of the year. A brand new Zman, fresh. A new Chavrusa, perhaps. A new Rebbe, perhaps. A new Yeshiva. Go out to the store today. Get yourself like a nice notebook. And write on the front cover, Chidushe Taira and Meseches Bab Metziah. Or Chidushe Taira on Chumash with Rashi. Do you know how that $2.50 notebook will get you so excited that you won't be able to sleep at night? Now I'm making my own world. I'm not just taking notes of other people's Taira. I'm going to create my own Taira. I'm going to be Mechadesh, my own Bart. I learned Rashi, I learned Ramban, I learned Sepharna, I learned the Meshachachma. Now let me contribute my own idea. Let me have a book of questions that I have on Rashi. Questions that I have on Taisis. Questions that I have on the Gemara. Questions that I have on Nach. On Tehillim. Whatever it is that you like, take out a, your own notebook and write your Chidushim. Just write your notes. Doesn't mean that it's going to be published yet. But you have, at the end of the year, a whole notebook full of chidushim. Those chidushim are going to be your lifeblood. They will excite you. They will animate you. They will get you up in the morning and keep you up late at night with asmada atzuma. And lahabdil, all of your plans, whatever it is that you have, do it with your own chidush, with your own way. Think Think about things. Whatever it is that you like doing, you like business, try to think of a new business to start. Doesn't have to mean that you start it now, but you're thinking. You like creating. You like innovating. You're you like being a uh, you 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 like technology. Create your own app. Create your own video game. Create your own. Do something of your own. Find something new to create to add to this world. L'shem shemayim, and you're godly. But besides for being godly, you'll be alive. You'll be excited. You won't be one of these people that walk around with a frown on their, de- on, on their face all day and depressed and I have nothing to do. I'm not, I'm not excited about Shir. I'm not excited about Dominic. I'm not excited about, about Yiddishkeit. I'm not excited about life. People that are like that is because they see everything as old, done, tired, nothing for me to add. I'm just a, you know, I'm just a nothing. Hakadosh doesn't want that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants Yibara. You're a creator. 
Take your ideas, take your brilliance, think, take, take a long walk outside and try to figure out something new. And Akhenesh Baruch says, I will give you the daya. I will give you the excitement, the insight, the brilliance, the light bulb. You'll create, you'll innovate, you'll develop, you'll start, you'll build, you'll organize. I'm here for you. I'm here with you. I'm, I'm, I'm in the lab with you. I'm your partner. But Yibara, create. Don't let people say, oh, you're writing Chidusheta. Who are you to write? I remember when I was, uh, when I was in... Uh, I was in first year base medrash, I think, or second year base medrash. And I came up with like a chiddish. When I was very proud of it, and I went over to a guy. He wasn't a big tamachachm or anything. He wasn't, uh, but I'll never forget. He said to me, what right do you have to mechadish anything? Who are you to mechadish them? Like, what, you're, you're bigger than uh, Rebbe Who you think you're Rebbe Who are you? And it was such a patch to me. Like, you know, just that notion that somebody says, you can't create. And it was, I took it, Baruch Hashem, as a challenge, and I, and I was confident enough to say that I can, and I create, and I continued being mechadish things, in spite of him. But he tried to whisper in my ear, Ali Barah, don't create, and that's a lie. doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be a kivega to write a sefer, or to, or to write a chiddish, or to say a chiddish. The Rabbani Shalom gave us our own taira. Everyone has their own chilek and taira. You can mechadish whatever you want. Don't publish it yet. Think about it. Process it. Review it. Show it to other people. Make sure that it's all, it makes sense. But write. The mechadish. A musr idea, a parsha idea, a halachic idea, a chabura, a chiddush in, in Gemara, a chiddush in Lamdus, a chiddush in, 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 in Machshava, whatever it is, but write. Gibara, create. And you'll love Tyra that way because it's my Tyra. Exciting. It's genesis. It's 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 originating something. It's creating something. The human being loves that. Every human being loves that. It's like a chiddush. Yibara. Asher bara lekim lasis. Hakadosh Baruch created a beautiful world, and then he gave it to us to continue the process of creation. The perpetual perpetuate creation, to increase, to improve, to innovate. The excitement of being alive in this time that we're in. So many opportunities at our, fingerprint, at our fingertips to be able to do great things with our life. It all starts from Bereshit's Baralikim. This is the best week of the year. I love Parshish Bereshit because it represents to me a brand new chapter in life. Whatever happened up until B'zayi Sabracha is yesterday, Barash is a brand new chapter. I, I once read a, a book review, we'll end with this in the New York Times, and they interviewed an author that was very popular at the time, I don't remember his name, but the New York Times interviewer went to this guy's apartment. This guy's a young guy, very successful writer, you know, all bestsellers on the New York Times. And he had a very interesting um, apartment. On the wall of his apartment was frames, different frames, and in all of the frames were blank pieces of paper. Different types of paper, but all blank pieces of paper. And the interviewer asked, what is this? 
So he says, I have a lot of favorite authors. I like science fiction. This is my favorite science fiction author. I like, uh, you know, I like uh, fiction and I like, uh, I like uh, nonfiction, I like history. And I wrote letters to all of my favorite authors and I said, assuming that you write your books in you know, the old-fashioned way, in notebooks, can you do me a favor and tear out the next blank page in your notebook and send it back to me? So the science fiction author sent him back a blank page and he put like a special, very cool like science fiction type of frame around it, and that was on his wall. And then like a historian sent him a blank page, the next blank page in his notebook, and he put like an old-fashioned frame, like a history frame. And v'chulei v'chulei, every single genre of, of writing with blank pages. And he says, when I come into this room, I get excited because I see that I have more blank pages ahead of me than behind me. That's voracious. Voracious means there's always a fresh start. Last year may have been a great year for you in learning or in any other thing that you were in, or it might have been the worst year. But so what? Voracious Barley Kim is a brand new opportunity. I could change. I could be mechadish. I could get fresh into life again. Think about what you want to do with your life and just do it. Yibara, create. And when you're engaged in that process of creation, that is when you touch life. That's when you touch the source of everything. That's when you begin your mission of Asher Barley Kim Lasses. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us that daya to choose the right things to pursue, to give us Yat Dishmaya to enable us to have Atzlacha in whatever we do. And in Hashem, we should use all our Kaychais, Lakadish, Shem Shemayim, the Rabbin. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful Zman.